Right, so in this uh, second component of the research program, um, we're going to be taking a broader perspective, and it's far more economics-oriented. What we're doing is we're looking at urban-rural linkages. And the high-level question we're asking is, how can governments in the countries where we work, how can they leverage urban food systems to promote more inclusive transformation and healthier diets in the broader economy, in the broader po population? And so it might seem a little odd that a program that's supposed to be focused on urban poverty is actually also concerned about rural poverty and rural development. And there's a broader question for us, which is why is an institute like IFPRI, with its traditional focus and strength in rural agriculture, looking at urban development? And the answer to that, when, when we're asked that question, the answers that we give, really, there are three facts that, um, that sort of justify why, why we think we um, should be really focused on urban development as well and why this program is particularly important for us. The first is that actually most of the rural population today live very close to cities, right? So this is, um, this is some work which some colleagues of ours at the FAO have recently done. We were lucky to be part of the study. And what they did is they looked at the distribution, the, global, the distribution of the global population, and they used a consistent definition of urban areas to identify these urban agglomerations of different sizes. And then they used information on travel time to see just how far the rural populations are from these urban agglomerations. And so what you can see on the top there, the global population, is that about 30% of the global population live in large cities of 500,000 people or more. About 22% of the global population live in smaller towns, or smaller cities, between 50 and 500,000. So about, in total, about half of the population, global population live in urban agglomerations. But it's the rural population distribution which I think is most, most interesting. And that is that four out of five, four-fifths of the rural population live within one hour of a city of 50,000 or more. That's commuting distance. And so as we start to look at urban food systems, we need to remember that some of the people who are working in the urban food system or working in urban areas who are buying their foods in urban areas may actually still be living in those peri-urban areas around the cities. And so it's very clear that we need to, to, we need to take a spatially differentiated approach and, and a complete approach that includes, that separates out the cities from the towns but also the peri-urban areas from the more remote rural areas. And even in Africa, and I would flag this as well, even in Africa, a third of the, of the total population and the majority of the rural population are also within that commuting belt as well, even though that region is the least urbanized of them all. The second fact that we point to is that much of the urban food, much of the, uh, the national food system lies well beyond the farm. And much of that, the tail end of that food system is what appears in the urban areas which we want to study. So we can think about the agri-food system, including traders and processors and the food services, the street vendors that, uh, that Jeff was talking about. And you can see at the bottom, this is some work that we've been doing together with USA to measure the size of the agri-food system in, in many developing countries. And what you can see is that agriculture, the green box, is only a small part, or only, it's a large part, but it's, a, it's only part of the total um, food system and that uh, those downstream sectors are important. And they're likely to get more important over time. So in the top right, we're looking at just how important those, what is the share of those downstream sectors in the agri-food system in these countries. And you can see that it grows, it becomes more important as countries develop. And so for that reason, we have to take, if we want to study urban food systems, we have to situate them within the broader economy-wide and national food system. 
The third fact that we would point to is the fact that, and, and something that everyone has talked about already, is that urban growth is transforming food, will transform food systems and will create new opportunities within the food system, but also within rural areas and for, um, yeah, and for people living in the urban, broader urban economy. And so here we've got some information on the share of urban consumption in the consumption of different products. The alternative is obviously rural consumption. And we can see in sub-Saharan Africa, for example, that while um, the urban population is about 36% of the total population, and we know incomes are higher, so they're a larger share of total consumption, they're particularly important consumers for products like dairy and milk, meat and fish, and, uh, and for those street vendors, as Jeff was pointing to. And so as urbanization proceeds and urban areas develop, we expect urban consumers to create new opportunities in those rural peri-urban areas to create, um, so, uh, to improve incomes and reduce poverty. So that's why rural agriculturalists should be worried about urban development. But we also have to answer the question from urban specialists. Why should they be taking recommendations and information from, from IFPRI, a rural, typically a rural think tank? And so we've done some work together with the World Bank's Urban Development Group, conducted a number of case studies um, in Africa. And we've got a number of findings that come out that are quite common, quite generalizable. The first, and, and overall what they point to, is the fact that urban economies cannot develop alone in isolation of rural areas. And so, um, you know, with, what we showed is that urbanization, without any supporting investments from the government, just leads to an urbanization of poverty, which is, I think, all what, what we would expect. More to the point, though, is that if we take resources away from agriculture and redirect them towards urban areas, the irony is that urban poverty will worsen. This is what our models are suggesting. Because, ri because food prices will rise, and particularly for the urban poor, food is still a major, major expenditure item in their overall basket. And so what that means then is that we have to, find, we have to align the urban and rural policies together if we're, going to find, um, if we're going to get consistent rural and urban development strategies. And then finally, our information for the urban specialists is that while there is a focus primarily around some of the larger cities um, in the countries where we work, the, uh, the role of small cities should not be understated, particularly around reducing urban poverty. These are areas where urban poverty is highest and where um, the linkages back to agriculture and to those peri-urban areas are strongest. And so finally, um, we come to our approach in this particular component. And we want to take, we gradually build up from the consumer to the overall economy. And so we start by trying to understand, we, we, we start by trying to understand the determinants of consumer choices and identifying pathways for the urban poor to, to achieve healthier diets. Then we move to looking at particular value chains. We know there are certain products that we think are particularly nutritious, but there are bottlenecks in the supply of those value chains. Jeff spoke about um, globalization and trade. As urban development creates new opportunities for rural um, producers of food, we need to make sure that those opportunities are not supplied by international trade. So we need to make sure those domestic value chains have the capacity to grow and develop and have the policy support that they need. And then finally, using economy-wide models, we want to analyze specific investments and policies um, that might be needed to promote healthy food systems and broader economic transformation. And then the fourth point is absolutely key, and that is that we need to work together with ministries of agriculture, with um, urban municipalities, with ministries of planning, so that we can develop coherent policies that are consistent together and that span and address the needs of the entire urban and rural food system. Thank you very much.